All right, there's lots of shit that you're going to probably laugh at and also cut out while you were gone. Okay. Uh, we learned that Ryan is uh, uncomfortable with silence. Yeah. Oh, um, we share that in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to George Center. Thanks for listening. Uh, this week, we're going to start off. I'm going to throw it to, let's go with Dan this week and uh, see what he's got. Dan, what do you got? Oh, man, I love that. So true. All right. Uh, all right, Josh, uh, what do you got for us this week, Josh? Um, have you ever like been talking to someone and they're moving their mouth while they're talking with you? <laughs> I, uh, I see the only time I can think of this happening is like sometimes I've told Tammy the same story like a thousand times and I'm about to tell it again and I can just see like the look on her face she knows exactly what I'm about to say and I feel like her mouth is about to to steal the, the words from me. <laughs> it, Christina does that and she'll also like if if you're watching Antonio like if he's about to take a bite of something she's like and she <laughs> takes the bite at the same time the phantom bite <laughs> Have, what have, is what is going on there? What is the brains are weird, man? Dude, they are. Yeah. Uh, so my stepbrother did it growing up. Like someone would tell like a funny story, and he's just but, like, it's like he's trying to join along. I think is sort of the thing. Like you're just kind of like you're vibing with it. Like you you feel like you're almost having a conversation with someone else's conversation. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I don't know what it was. Someone was doing it the other night at the milestone, and it made me uh, think about it. And like, is it overtly like in their head? Are they like a ventriloquist and you're the little marionette (laughs) and they're throwing their voice? They're not your voice. They don't even recognize that they're doing it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, it's really, I think it's like, they're almost just like in the conversation with you. Right. So they're kind of like, you know, they're, they're vibing, man. Yeah. The truth is, is that. I don't listen well enough when people are talking. Like that's a good sign if somebody's like hanging on your every word. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, what do you? What about butterflies? Like while you're having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, I I check out sometimes uh, during conversations, and I'm like, I hope I get some fucking clues to where we are because I don't know. So maybe it's yeah, maybe it's like a nice thing in a way. Um, I guess I would say this is very prevalent with me working in retail. Where you do it to people? <laughs> I think I have actually. Um, but I definitely know that if I'm trying to explain uh, either a stop it, Josh. Um, what? <laughs> um, when I was trying to maybe explain like a new title to somebody at my job, like I'm like, hey, like, you know, here's this new book it's out here's what it's about blah blah and they might be like following me as they're like kind of opening they're like kind of they're moving their mouth a little bit while i'm trying to discuss something and and i'm it's a weird phenomenon and and i'm just like am i not doing a good job at this (laughs) i think some of it too is that there is a certain type of person that is just waiting for you to stop talking at all times so that they can start talking again because the only person they like listening to is themselves. So like <laughs> there is this there is this thing that happens where like like you're you're in the middle of like trying to craft your thought and in the midst of it they're already like uh, like they already know what they're going to respond with <laughs> no matter what you're going to say. So they're just like 
like their mouth is is kind of giving it away that they're ready for you to shut the fuck up <laughs> at any moment. You know? Josh, what else do you have for us this week? Um, I don't know if it's so much of a topic, but I just thought that, you know, like you can almost think of like any name and someone has probably named that. So I thought about the fact that there is someone out there named Burton Nerney. <laughs> Did you Google it? Did you try to find I tried to find a Burton. I tried to find a Mr. Nerney. Um, <laughs> I couldn't if find. we find him, he's got to be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> if, if anyone knows, uh, if, seriously, actually, do you think there's somebody named Brighton Early? Uh, Ooh, that's a good one, Brighton Early. Oh, oh God. It was, God it was, damn! It was like the kid who, when I used to work at Toys uh. R Us, there was a kid who came in where his name was Diesel, and. Uh, <laughs> And of course, his dad bought him like little. Uh, he would buy him like little Humvee Power Wheels. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, kid, you are just don't don't do this. He's right gonna on. be a wrestler someday. Yeah, seriously, uh, or yeah. a uh, a motocross star or something, or a, or a bully. I would say <laughs> if your name is Burton, you should legally change your last name to Nerney. <laughs> it's cheating. Nerney. If you're so not so named that though. Did yeah. you did you search all the possible spellings like N E R N E Y N U R N E Y? Did you actually try, Josh? I, I'll, yeah. be, I'll, I'll be completely this. honest. I searched it once. Oh my god! Yeah, and with like once, a, I think a B U R T O N. The Nerney. I guess that could be an N U or an N E. So yeah, definitely check the. Uh, so all our faithful listeners, uh, if you find a Burton Nerney. Please tag George Center on uh, Twitter. I found uh, the obituary for a woman named Phyllis Stein. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We talked about it in the chat. Like Dan called us one for some, some joke or something. And I found a picture of her that said, uh, rest in peace, Phyllis Stein. And had her like who she survived by and all sorts of stuff. Damn. There's a uh, dude. There's a dude who uh, you and I might know, Will, um, who has named both of his kids Boston and Journey. So, <laughs> is that for real? That is for real. That's very for real. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> Which, like, together. I mean, I don't. I don't give a shit. Like, names are all made up. They're you know all, what yeah. I mean? Like, they're all just. It's just. Uh, everybody's imagination and shit. But I mean, I don't have any room to talk growing up with a dad named Gene Poole. Uh, yeah. that's, yeah. that's that's true. like kind of I, I grew up with with you know having somebody with a super funny name uh, in the household and uh, people used to ask him all the time like uh, like they they wouldn't believe him when he when he told him you know told them his name and he's like hell no I grew up a little lint head at the Lily Mill there wasn't no such thing as a gene pool yeah I, I wonder <laughs> I don't you yeah. know like, <laughs> yeah his I don't, parents I don't, had no idea yeah I don't think uh, at the age your dad is I guess like in his seventies uh, or late sixties yeah seventies um, yeah, so no one knew the fucking term gene pool at that point i mean if you were like a scientist <laughs> yes, you probably did exactly but it's not like a term like and also his name is eugene correct yeah, or, right okay yeah. david so, eugene yep. but yeah no one had i don't yeah it, it's it but it is funny um, yeah it's it's it, that's that's what i'm saying is like uh 
with his education, my, you know, that side of, of my family, all my family basically, uh, come from like little mill villages, very poor rural communities. Nobody, nobody had any background in sciences to know that (laughs) that was a term that was actually used, you know? Yeah. I love when people, um, kind of go off and usually it ends up almost being, it's, it's racist. Like, you know, people are like, what's that person's name? You know, like, you know what I'm talking about, but, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll fucking straight up have a kid named like fucking Hunter, and <laughs> yeah. they will say Hunter that. Fisher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what are some other ones that I've heard? Um, damn, now I'm now I just want like any uh, any of those kind of names, yeah. and that's fine yeah. if you want to. That's like the new generation of like Josh. So it's like, right, and right. also if you really like just kind of yeah. like Josh, what the fuck is that? You know, there was there was a kid also who came to Toys R Us named Ocean. So it's kind of cool, was, though, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, one they time I was, uh, we were hiking, and uh, you know, Antonio makes friends with every kid that he sees, and he, like immediately made friends with these like three kids. And the mom was like, "Yeah, this is uh, Ozzy, and this is Hendrix, and this is Axel." Holy I, was, shit. I, I wanted to be like, man, oh, that, man, that's two really cool names for a that's kid. That's pretty cool. When I was, <laughs> wait, 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 that's two really cool names. So which one was the uh, which one was the, Ooh, the odd see one if out? You can guess. Ooh. I'm assuming uh, you're saying Axel. But when I was yeah, a kid, Axel. When I was a kid, I wanted to legally change my name to Axel because I thought it was the coolest name in the world. Because <laughs> I thought Josh was a stupid name, and Axel was like the coolest fucking name. And here you are. You're still Josh. Huh? Yeah, not Axel. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're, you're you're cooler than Axel anyway. Well, so like now bar. that you're legally able to do it, why don't you like add Axel as a middle name? Mm, I think uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll add Axel Foley. <laughs> Axel, I don't know I, that that joke just went over my head. Jo- Josh Axel but, Robbins sounds pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Was Axel Foley the Beverly Hills cop? Yeah, Beverly Hills cop. <laughs> I can't <laughs> say my words. <laughs> like fucking uh, William Shatner. <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> All right, Josh. What are the topics you got this week? Uh, someone was well. Someone I sent it in the Twitter chat. Uh, someone was saying like the funny papers have never made them laugh, and I don't. I don't agree. I guess I'm also thinking of myself as like eight years old reading right. like right. Uh, I, like you. You were saying. Um, I don't know. Like I rem- I feel like I remember laughing to Beetle Bailey as a kid. <laughs> I a few times. I don't yeah. know about Beetle Bailey, but <laughs> I was saying Shoe. Shoe was genuinely funny. I don't. I'm not familiar enough with Shoe. Like, it's the I, one. It's like the the birds that are they go to a bar that's like in a tree. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. It's like Cheers, but it's birds in a tree. Right. Mm. Uh, I used to be. I used to be a really big fan of the Boondocks. I mean, like I thought, yeah, I thought that funny. was really funny. Um, See, that, that's I like also, later uh, age, though. Yeah. Right? I also liked a lot of garbage, like uh, Sherman's Lagoon. And uh, did anybody read Zitz? Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't even know. Feel what like that I is. ever found Zitz funny. I don't know if I did, but I read it every day, and I was like, and I and I went back recently because they reissued. Um, actually, didn't reissue. They're still printing it. Reissued. And I did, and I just thought, I'm like, yeah, they're reissuing it like a record. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to really be a big Zitz fan, although I'm not really sure why, because I, I read it as a teenager thinking, this is what teenagers are really like. And I'm like, I'm a teenager, and I'm not fucking like this. <laughs> you cleaned, are you saying because you cleaned your room? I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the only purpose. I feel like every Zitz comic was like, 
the mom would come in and the kid, uh, they're like, you should clean your room. This is crazy. Every <laughs> Zitz comic. I don't know anything about this comic. I don't know what I've never heard of it before. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, that was also, all also was. like I, we didn't get the newspaper growing up. Oh, so like, I guess I can't hide money. <laughs> yeah, well, we, like, got, we got a kid through it on our house, you know. So okay, I, I didn't. So, I, th- so, I think we got like like one uh, complimentary newspaper every couple of got months. The trying ad pack, to, exactly. Got. Basically, yeah. that was it. What did you roll up and hit uh, flies with then? Uh, we I, I grew up with fly swatters actually. Oh, oh look at you! Exactly. Money, yeah, man. talk about can't hide money. So how do you? Oh, man. I wasn't how, aware you won the lottery. Will. <laughs> So how did you laugh growing up then? <laughs> well, so speaking of comics, Farside, I had the I would check out the Farside collections from the library. Um, oh, nice and, from the yeah, library. Yeah, that that was the biggest, and that was honestly the only one I ever got into. I never got into Calvin and Hobbes or Garfield. Um, or, Garfield was my shit when I was a kid. Was it really? Yeah, That's I so loved funny, the fuck man. Out of it. I don't yeah. I, it's like really hilarious in retrospect reading them now, you know, <laughs> it, it, in an abs- like in an absurdist way. Garfield is brilliant. <laughs> it's the fucking it just because it's like anti comedy almost. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I've, Farside, I, I hope it's on purpose. It doesn't feel like it though. <laughs> Farside <laughs> and uh, Mad Magazine were my two things. Girl. I loved that's, Mad Magazine. And that's you, absolutely yeah. my favorite. But any, when you think about like, uh, let's say like Blondie, like, dude, Dagwood was always late to work, and that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just assume there's probably got to be some like crazy theory about there where like maybe Dagwood was actually always unemployed. And he just kept going, like, he just kept thinking he was going to work every day. But he, well, uh, that, that's, it'd be crazy because he would ride to work with other people. So that would mean that all of them are unemployed or he would go to his job and then kind of like leave. Because he, he was he was always running late because he, he carpooled. <laughs> Man, this is worse than Star Wars <laughs> so talk. Was, was Holy Judge, shit. Was Dagwood like the Judge Reinhold from... Fast times. I mean, I mean, these were all in the Washington Post, so we do have kind of a shared cinematic universe with Washington Post cartoons. <laughs> well, there that. is like a shared cinematic universe, sort of, with like Hagar the Horrible and um, I you, you just said that. the Wizard of Id. No, it uh, was, uh, it was say, wasn't it Hagar? Like you yeah, just said it. Was, you, that's Hagar. You pronounce it like Sammy Hagar. Like that's why you said it. Like <laughs> I Sammy always thought Hagar it was Hagar. The horrible. <laughs> yeah. Sammy Hagar the horrible. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, he can't drive hey, fifty five, hey. so that's pretty horrible. Yeah, because there's no mean. fucking cars in his time. <laughs> yeah. He literally cannot drive 55. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I always thought that Hagar the Horrible crossed over with Kathy, but maybe I now, was Don't you start point. saying it too. It's Hagar. You just said Hagar too. Fuck, I did. I have yes. never heard anyone say Hagar. But I don't even I don't know think if I've, I've ever, ever heard seen... anybody say it out loud before. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I think it was be... Hagar in my brain too. Could it be Cathay? <laughs> we don't know. I've never heard anyone say it. Hold on. Are you going to get something to play it? Like, Hagar the Horrible. (laughs) Hagar. Y'all are not going to believe this. We are both wrong about Hagar the Horrible. Okay. It's got an A with an umlaut over it. None of us know how to pronounce umlauts. It's Hagar. H-E. It's pronounced like the E in bet. So it's Hagar the Horrible. 
stupid. Fuck that! I know. I'm, I'm just kind of blew my mind. Oh, I guess if he's a Viking, then yeah, it's like some kind of pre-Swedish exactly. language. Exactly. So, like, do you wait, remember is, BC? Is yep. that an Umo? Uh, yeah, yeah. BC. I found out many years later into my life that it's like a Christian. It's comic. super Christian. Every Easter, yeah, there would be yeah. um, the stone. They would they basically they'd run the same uh, comic every time and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, the stone moved." It was like the comic. <laughs> <laughs> didn't it didn't uh that comic like black out some of its uh like in protest like a couple Sundays it just ran completely solid black squares out of protest of some like social issue? I don't know. I but mean, what I mean, I guess okay. Hmm. Potentially, but I'm I think I'm thinking of like kind of Christians in twenty twenty one. So it is possible that it's almost like a Quaker kind of Christian that right. you know, they're kinda of like socially left. Uh um, but with they're not like the Wrightsboro Baptist Church, right? Yeah. They're actually like the cool Christians. <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, if they, if <laughs> did you say did you say the Wrightsboro Baptist Church? What is it? What is it? Yeah, that's that's what it's called, the Wrightsboro Baptist Church. I not the Westboro. Right. Westboro. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another Wilmington res- reference. Yeah, again. yeah. I there live, is I a live in Wrightsboro. <laughs> there is a Wrightsboro Baptist Church too. Yeah, I live right next tell. to it. Okay. To uh, go to some Patreon topics. Yay! Absolutely. Uh, Mike Grau had a couple of topics. He apparently he his family does bowling supply stuff, um, but none of us have had a chance to watch any bowling this week. But we're definitely going to get back. Did you guys bowl growing up? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I uh, I bowled in a league. It was the oh, only nice. sport. I wanted to play like my mom was constantly trying to get me to sign up for like t-ball or you know I played well that's not true I played uh, church basketball growing up but I I bowled uh for How do you like play church basketball uh you go to church and you uh, like you, I say you, uh, you bless the ball before you shoot it <laughs> yeah exactly you kiss it you yell Jesus after every three-pointer bless the ball isn't that that hardcore band wait is it like play, <laughs> do you play horse except you spell out Jesus yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely, Mike, we're going to uh, watch some bowling this week and then uh, give you our feedback on it. Also, like, does anybody else find it weird that, like, bowling shoes still look the same as they did in, like, 1987? If it ain't like, broke. That's true, but, like, you would think that there would be, like, high-top bowling shoes or, like, you know, something like that looks a little more modern. I think it would be disrespectful to the bowling <laughs> to the community. bowling tradition. That's true. <laughs> I mean, do you Maybe think it would be this. like? Do you think it'd be like Reebok or like Nike making bowling shoes? <laughs> I bet they do. I'm I'm sure yeah, they do. I, I would assume yeah. that pros kind of have pro bowlers probably have a slightly different type of bowling shoe. But I mean, in the same regard, like to an outside eye, golfing stuff hasn't changed that much. Uh, but if you really were invested in the sport, I bet it has. But I think like bowling rental shoes probably haven't. But if you're That's an like, avid bowler, there probably is like so <laughs> many, so many. I bet. I wonder if there's a shoe. This is what I'm imagining. There's a shoe that it appears to be just the regular bowling shoe, but it it has like an inner support. So you essentially slide your foot in it like a sock. So uh-huh. it has a sock that kind of stays in. Um, you know. And it kind of gives you support. Yeah, I had my own ball and everything when I uh, like, had it engraved. Yep, 
Yep, nice. it had Willie uh, written on it. It Willie, was, like, it was yeah. cool. Uh, or like bright orange kind of swirl pattern to it. And you don't have um, it anymore? I would keep that forever. No, I've, I've got it somewhere. Um, <laughs> but it's like the whole, I, I, I could go back and get the holes like redrilled so my hands fit in it. But uh, I got to dig that out somewhere. Is there fantasy bowling? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like we have more bowling questions than we have bowling answers. Yes, you, I agree. I do you, agree. Do you mean like, do you mean like when they do like the Mario games and they have like Mario Golf <laughs> and like that? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, do they, or uh, do, uh, do they have trolls and wizards and uh, orcs <laughs> Just bowling? Just like tabletop role playing. Like, yeah. I roll the ball. <laughs> you knock down seven pins. It's like, I order a chicken tender platter <laughs> <laughs> with a pitcher of beer. It, it's it, like the movie Bright. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh God, I still haven't seen that. It's kind of, it's not bad. How do you I, watch so much bad shit and you've never seen Bright? I, I refuse <laughs> to watch it because uh, Max Landis is involved. Okay, uh, fair enough. Okay, fair good enough. reason. So, um, I I just wanted to say I I. I the one thing I'm really looking forward to as I take a deep dive into the bowling universe, I want to <laughs> see if there's any like rivalries or like if there's been any drama, like shit between, like, is there anything that you could relate to like pro wrestling that happened in the bowling Ooh. world? Oh, I bet you there is. I can't wait to find out. What did that guy, there was that, that video that was going around of that guy that like screamed something. You can edit it this sounds out. Va- vaguely familiar, actually. So uh. the you guys are probably familiar with a GIF that is very popular, um, and it originates from the bowling community. You ever seen that reaction GIF? I've never. I seen think that. I have actually. That's right. That dude, I know. I think he retired recently, but he's. He's got like tall hair. He all like he wears sunglasses in between his rolls. He might even wear sunglasses when he rolls or something. But uh, he's like the biggest personality that I've ever seen uh, come from. Like like probably the only personality I've ever seen come out of bowling. But I don't. I it's I don't know if it's just because of the movie Kingpin. But I and seeing people like that, like it's like, do they know they're like that? It doesn't <laughs> just attract that type of person. Or does media kind of make them into those type of people, like like Kingpin or even Big Lebowski? So then, do they start kind of living those personas? I think that there's just those types of people that exist in every hobby, sport, passion imaginable. You know what I mean? Like there's uh, obviously like in every sport, there is the type of person who's like. Well, this is this is like a, a not well covered sport. Like bowling is not like on NBC Sports every Saturday or something, or maybe it is. I don't know. It's yeah, on ES- it's, it's on ESPN. I think a decent yeah, amount. Yeah, right. But like, but I, I mean, like, it, it doesn't permeate the largest conscious, the larger like uh, American consciousness. Yeah. So, like, if somebody has the personality to be very look at me and is also a really good bowler, then they kind of become the face of bowling. What's all the more interesting too, because in the case of bowling, I believe that's actually one of the easiest sports to play. If you really think about it, especially compared to something, well, compared to like something Whoa, like say, yeah, those are fire. Those Here are fucking go. fighting words. <laughs> no, I don't mean that as an insult. I'm uh, just saying yeah, that like, I think you did. I, think you did. I, I truly did not Take because it it's like, with apologize bowling, right now. Yeah, say sorry. Um, you're not the boss of me. So. <laughs> right. Well, you, know, you, you uh, the patron is the boss of us. Yes, so. true. Oh, that's true. true. Yes. So, so Ryan, when they play the professional bowling, like the mm-hmm. big leagues, they don't have the bumpers on the 
alley <laughs> or the inflatable ones too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, it's like compared that to something like say, I don't know, like like hockey or a curling, which I think actually does. Cur- <laughs> hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Is this a bit? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. What? <laughs> I mean, I get it. It makes sense. You know, you throw yeah. a ball, it's on I a just, slippery thing. I, I, man, I, I don't know how your brain works. I have no fucking idea. I don't really and know it, either. It, it becomes more mysterious every week. The one where like, you know, difficult sports like hockey or curling. Yeah. Uh, those two very similarly difficult He's sports. not wrong. Curling oh, is like bowling, man. but someone's sweeping. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. Curling is a weird, weird. So, like, so it's basically like what the machine does when it's sweeping the pins at the end after it, once you get knocked down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. Precisely. So the, gu- the like guy that. that I was talking about, I'm going to try and play it on here. Um, so okay. So I think it's the guy from the gift that you were showing. But uh, let's play this clip real quick. A strike to claim it. And- Yeah, who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I forgot about that clip. But yeah, it's the same dude from the That's Right okay. gif. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he's like the, uh, I don't know what Bill Murray's character from Kingpin was, but um, but maybe he's like the bowler who's like that. I assume everyone <laughs> else is very normal in bowling. Did, right. did Kingpin do for bowling what Happy Gilmore did for golf? Uh, probably made it really, probably yeah. like golf, it made it really annoying for people that had been doing it for a long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that are actually good at it. Because then people would just go to the golf course and like run at the golf ball and try and hit it. And then you're like, I'm just trying to fucking play golf. You know, Which I, you know, I don't have a lot of sympathy for golf. Uh, people bring their hockey sticks to the driving range and shit. Yeah. <laughs> thinking yeah. that they're actually going to get a better drive. They're just wearing like sweatpants and yeah, the hockey shirt and... You know, just like they're dressed like Kevin Smith, uh, like playing a (laughs) a nine rounds of golf. Oh man! All right, uh, let's move on to another topic. Ryan, what do you got this week? So this was inspired by me just driving down the road the other day, and I was thinking, were you trying to loosen your load? Uh, (laughs) Save that for another. Did you have? Did you have seven women on your mind? (laughs) Save save, uh, that for another time. Okay. but do you have any favorite sellout records? And I'll explain the reason why I brought that up is that I was looking through my CD collection, just at random shit that I had not looked at in years. And I put on a record uh, while driving that I was like, this is a really solid, well-produced, very well-crafted record. And it was considered to be a sellout record. And that was sing the sorrow by AFI. And I know a lot of people shit on that record because they signed to a major label it's almost sounds too clean. It's almost too whiny at times, but I was like, I don't fucking care. I think it sounds great. I think that I'm not a fan of their record that came after that, but that's not what we're talking about. What's right the one right? after that? Uh, December underground. Uh, I'd say sing the sorrow is like definitely good. Like if you're in to them. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's my dog barking. Hang on. I like AFI, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, 
I, I think that that notion of like a sellout record is like, is kind of a dying notion. I don't feel like people think that way anymore, but yeah, it definitely our agree. generation, we were, I, I think we were almost like the last generation that kind of thought of things in that, that kind of way. Um, but yeah, Sing the Sorrows, a great record. Like sometimes people say like Dear You by Jawbreaker is their sellout record because it was also mm-hmm. a major label one. But the issues with like bands like them is they they were very vocal about never signing to a major label and then they did. The same thing happened with Against Me. And uh, But I think even by... Well, people did kind of shit on Against Me when that record came out. And I feel like people just kind of forgot. <laughs> they don't which, care about that which, anymore. Which one? Because I feel like that's happened with everything that came out after as the Eternal Cowboy. Yeah, but I think that there was a point where... Um, um, against me and Laura J and Grace kind of like, I feel like at, at trans transgender dysphoria blues, like, uh, like kind of just became like a not underground. I don't even want to use that term. Like it became like a subculture thing again, because it was like past the major label. And it had also been so long from that major label point that I, I don't think younger people gave a shit. And then kind of the people our age kind of just forgot to give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never heard either of these bands. I don't know what AFI sounds like or against me. Uh, uh, who, who else did you name? Jawbreaker. Yeah, he did yeah. name Jawbreaker. Um, I've heard any of these? Bands. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd say I've listened to Jawbreaker. I've, I've never. I know of Against Me, and I guess I know of AFI too. But I just same. I'm sure yeah. I probably would like it. I just haven't haven't given it the chance yet. Yeah, That's, I, I get so stuck in musical ruts. Like I go to what I know all the time and I just like, I have to overhear somebody else listening to a band for me to like get my interest peaked basically. Yeah. But uh, as far as sellout records go, I would say one that, that folks call uh, a sellout record. And Josh, I think you even kind of uh, backed up this notion when I was talking about it one time was I and loving you by the Avett brothers. Uh, and how it didn't sound as raw. It was like too produced or whatever. And I think that's what people have in their mind when they, they think of like a sellout record is like suddenly the the sound changes or it sounds like not even overly produced, but just well produced. You know, <laughs> if they if they are the type of band that starts out with, uh, you know, limited funds or kind of doing it DIY and then they sign any deal whatsoever you know it doesn't have to be like with a major label or anything and suddenly you know everything sounds cleaner like like it's from a studio then uh folks don't know how to take that and it's so unfortunate because as a musician you want your shit to sound as good as possible you know (laughs) yeah i had kind of before that point i had just kind of like found them somewhat annoying like i feel like there's a point where i can listen to avid brothers and then there's like a hard cut off like you know, like I, my brain's just like done with this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But at I and Love and You, there's more like full band stuff going on and a lot more space. And they kind of like go, I really don't want to say bluegrass, but kind of newgrass kind of thing. They kind of move away from that kind of old timey sound uh, and right. more into just full band thing. Um, right. So actually, I think it's like one of their best records, right. um, you know, and that. So, so it is, I, I do remember at that point, like people were like, I don't know. I don't. I don't like this. You know, but it, it was different, but not 
really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind for me actually was the Black Album from Metallica. Oh, I was gonna on. say, like, what is considered mm-hmm. the se- is the Black Album the one that's considered the sellout album for Metallica? I guess. I mean, like, it's the one that you know made them into megastars. I mean, that is still one of that still sells consistently like every week. Like you, ba- you rarely get that with any record. Where like thirty years after it's come out, it's still selling like like thousands and thousands. That of is wild a week. to think about too. Like uh, <laughs> not, not only not only that an album does that, but that it's a metal album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that it's that it's and, a, and it is a, a heavy, metal record. Metal. People are like, right. it's not a metal record. I'm like, it's a fucking metal record. <laughs> it might yeah. not be as thrash as the ones before. You know, or or is sped up, but it's absolutely a metal album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think actually, who would have a good opinion on this? Um, Dan, what are your thoughts? I that may, yeah, that's I, I agree with you there. I don't know if I am totally on board, but I get what you're saying. I'm so I, glad. I'm so glad we have your opinion here, Dan. He sounds like a fucking blowhard right now. Let's move <laughs> on. Um, let's see. Uh, so, Vic, what do you got for topics this week? So, I had a, I had a music to- topic also. Okay. Um, what percentage of a band's songs do you have to like before you like the band? <laughs> this is such a good question. And I've, I've been thinking about this because, like, I, in my new job, you know, I, don't, I can't just listen to whatever. I just have, like, a radio. So, I listen to the radio. And I think there's a ton of Guns N' Roses songs that I really like a lot. And if you said, do you like Guns N' Roses? I'd be like, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) But then there's like, you know, Kiss or Motley Crue. Like, I love those bands, but there's a big portion of their career that I just will not listen to because I do not like it. This is a good question. The answer is 10 songs. 10 songs. Yeah. Well, then fuck, I might like Guns N' Roses then. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like the answer is still no, that I do not like Guns N' Roses, well, but I like for dis- at least 10 songs. Appetite for Destruction, I think, is a perfect rock record. I think start to finish, that's really all you need by them, plus like a f- few more songs. So if, if we're going 10 songs, I might be a fan I- of U2. Yeah, which I was really about that fucking with YouTube really also. fucking bumps me. Out. Early YouTube is really good. Ten songs is not the right answer. I think God that's damn just wrong. I know. I think Josh might be on to something. I think like I think if a if a band has like an essentials album or a greatest hit album, and you like over eighty percent of that. Then you probably just like the band. So, but here's the problem: I, it doesn't make sense to me because me and you, you're bummed out that you like you too, and I'm bummed out that I like Guns and Roses. I'm going to tell you right now: I don't fucking like Guns and Roses. <laughs> I think you I like, like Guns. Than, I think you do. Think, I like I more than ten do. of their songs, but I don't fucking like Guns and Roses. I think you <laughs> might. I think you might name uh, a kid Axel in the future. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say you don't have to say you like them. You can be like, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> and yes. that, yeah, you got to do a higher red string. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, they got some good songs. The pitch yeah, the higher is how you go. little you like them, the higher. Yeah, it if is. you go, like I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's try this. How to get me? kind of a banger. Yeah. All right, n- Josh, name a name a band, and I'll respond with how much I like them. Uh, Thin Lizzy. They're they're all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, insane insane clown posse. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, corn. Po- 
Oh, I love corn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love corn. <laughs> I can't. I can't go that high. <laughs> have you have you heard the clip of the beatboxing parts from Freak on a Leash just isolated? Oh my god! <laughs> no, I could I'm imagine going to now. I could imagine how fucking good they and are. Can what? we wait? Beatboxing is that what that is? I might. What was scatting? Yeah. Have you? Uh, what is their okay? What is their first record called? Uh, just called Corn. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. All right. I used to fucking love Corn. Listen to the last there. track again. Oh, I can't. It's really rough. Yeah. Um, especially when you find out what it was about. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't think I ever want to hear this again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. I don't yeah. remember. Uh, Re- revisit it, but not for fun purposes. This isn't, none of this is fun that I'm talking about. But okay, um, just like, go revisit. listen to it to bum yourself the fuck <laughs> yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, you're, if you're feeling too happy one day, <laughs> go listen to the yeah. last song on the first Korn album. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So I've done this a lot with things. This is where I realize that I am a fan of Aerosmith. I feel like I, mm. you know, I would just, I, I mean, I was like anyone else that would just like constantly throw them on their bus and use them as a punchline. But then I was like, I'm going to go through every album and figure out like if I like it. And now, f- did you listen to Honkin' on Bobo? I, I listen to Honkin' on Bubba. <laughs> wow. Wow. See, this is something I cannot do. Mm-hmm. If I, like, I cannot, I'm not a completionist whatsoever when it comes to film or music or books or anything like that. Like, this is, this is like a, an ability or a skill that uh, is, <laughs> is unique to certain people. Me and uh, my bandmate, Neil, like, this kind of like something we do. Like, he did that recently. Actually, he did that with you, too. Because we know, well, like, we're big early U2 fans. Like, we're always, like, supporting them. Early U2 is really good. Right. But it, it's, like, it's is, like did, it gets to a point. Is there any big hits from the early U2? Or is it, like, I, mean, I if should you go don't, out and listen? If you don't like Joshua Tree, then you're not on board. So, you, what what is the big hits from Joshua Tree? I mean, like, everything. <laughs> like, uh, Streets oh. With No Name and... Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of that stuff that I like, but I just can't. I'm like Will, like I can't say that I like you too. Um, like, I like a bunch of their so, songs, but I don't fucking like you too. Where the streets have no name, I still haven't found what I'm looking for with or without you. Those are good songs. Um, yeah, those are excellent. You know, I don't. I feel like I don't necessarily like any of those songs, but there was a song that played on the classic rock radio station at work that was a U2 song. I was like. I can't help it, man. This song's fucking good. Sunday, shit. bloody Sunday. That, of is course, a that's song. a great song. Incredible. It's, but it's so good. That's another weird phenomenon. Like some songs are really super, really good, but they just like you've heard it so many times that it, it like kind of like mellows out in your brain. Like yeah. you don't think about it, and then one day it'll happen to be playing, but it's just like background noise, and like click and be like, wait a second, this song's a fucking banger. The the number one song of all time for what you're talking about in my opinion for that is Freebird. Freebird is, is amazing. It's yeah. the ultimate punchline. Oh. It's the corniest thing you can yell at a show. <laughs> it's been in a thousand and one soundtracks that like it's so one like of the you greatest was, fucking guitar solos it ever is an played. Amazing song. It's it, it is it's a good song. Be, yeah. Like the the bass that is at the Dude, peak of the I, solo. I, I never looked up that fucking bass player's name, but man, Simple Man and Freebird, that dude, that bass player is goddamn mind-blowingly good. It's 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 beyond incredible and and it goes to show 
show you the reason that songs like Stairway to Heaven or Freebird or you know, uh, yeah, even, I was about to say Stairway to Heaven too. Amazing, even amazing like, song. Ho- Hotel California, fucking like, awesome. So good. The, yeah, you lost me there. The, <laughs> these songs like become punchlines. They become tropes, not because of. They're well because they're overplayed. They are way the, overplayed. Like classic rock radio stations, like they need to be taken to task for the damage but, they've but done here's, to those songs. Okay, here's here's the here's my <laughs> argument though. The reason they're overplayed is because of how fucking good they. Everybody are. loves them for exactly, a good reason. Exactly. Uh, I'm exactly. not sure. I I think that they are good songs, but if I'm being honest, I think, and this goes back to what I think the thing that really ruined Hotel California for me. Is uh, Will was in a Fuck band, you. and Fuck they you. Oh, they played it now. like every they played it like every show. Um, wait, wait, who what? Did? Two in the Head played Hotel no, California. Like no, every we show. didn't. No. no, oh shit, you played House of the Rising Sun. Mm, no, I don't think we I'm did. I'm pretty sure you. No, it's House of the Rising Sun. No, you when, played, when I played in Two played, in the Head, you play uh, Ramblin' Man. I, I didn't sing go off in two in the fucking... head, Josh. <laughs> that we we were an instrumental band. Uh, you're thinking of like when when me and Chris used to busk downtown uh, in, in Wilmington. I swear like, that y'all y'all sang a couple. Songs. No, I've just you've heard me sing it a thousand and well, one you, times. Then you ruined uh, House of Rising. Yes, I, I completely <laughs> believe that I did that. Uh, I will, I'm completely okay. I, then then I'll take back Hotel California. But <laughs> I guess I, I like the Eagles, and I think it, it's like. I, well, I got to a point where I think that it was easy to just say the Eagles uh, suck, and a lot of it was because of like mm-hmm. Big Glavowski. Like it Dude, was an that, easy what a punch weird line. phenomenon that was too. Because the Eagles are great. Like I fucking absolutely love. I w- would say I'm a fan. You know. Yeah, they but have it was, like, a lot of really such a good trope songs. to like be anti Eagles just because I the Big Glavowski said it wasn't. Well, but also I get. It. I mean, it's like when you're a band. Like I hear people all the time that say like Rolling Stones are bad. But Rolling Stones I used to, have. Like, I used to be. I had the same epiphany Dan did. You know. Yeah, like I, I came think around. But it's like they've been essentially any of these bands that we're talking about have been bad for probably longer than they were good. <laughs> so it's like it's not That's wrong to say they're bad. It's like <laughs> I don't want to see you two now, but I. It's like you two hasn't been a good band, you know, debatably since nineteen ninety. Maybe yeah. It's since that that stupid uh, Pop Mart tour where they were on MTV every yeah. I think a Zuropa uh, or Octung baby. Like, yeah, like it's like hey. I would say you know, but it's like they have a few records before that. But. Real quick, Ed King played uh, bass on Freebird, and I know Andy is probably screaming <laughs> at his fucking uh, headphones, ready to kill us for not having come up with that sooner. Go ahead, Josh. One thing I'll say about Leonard Skinner, though, is uh, when I was in, I believe, middle school or early high school, uh, my stepsister would drive me to work, or to, to school. Um, she would drive me to school, and she listened to Sweet Home, Sweet Home Alabama every fucking day. And I'm not like saying that to like just as a bit. Right. Every day we would get in the car and she would play Sweet Home Alabama on repeat. If it wasn't Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> so I thought you were saying she would just listen to it one time. Yeah, me too. No. Oh my on God. Repeat. So can you measure like car rides in Sweet Home Alabama's? Like, how many Sweet Home Alabamas does it take to get from Charlotte to Wilmington? (laughs) Well, I mean... uh, That's the new unit of measurement in the South. (laughs) I think being... Well, we would... uh, 
We would essentially, every day before school, like we would drive from our house uh, to uh, bring it up like every week, like A&G Barbecue. So it was like, is it like... This is so weird. We bring up this restaurant so often, and I don't think I ate there, but like one time. I've never heard of it, even from until I heard it from you guys. I mean, so she was basically driving like thirty-five miles per Bama. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so it, okay. So if it wasn't if it wasn't that song, the other song she would put on repeat is "Hard Knock Life" from Jay Z. That's fucking awesome. That's a good song. That is Damn. so fucking but, awesome. Somebody has to have mashed those two up at some point, right? Because oh, her mind would be blown. So I do not anybody, like any, hearing Sweet Home Alabama now. No, I, 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 I like Freebird a lot. I really cannot stomach hearing Sweet oh, Home Alabama. You know, that that's really funny. That Again, from working and listening to classic rock all day, I have a song that it is ruined in my head in the very same way because my grandmother had an album that I want to say it was like a compilation album or something, but it had Walk of Life by Dire Straits on it. Oh, which song's so good. Dude. Well, so if I heard it I one it. time, I was like, I don't like this song. and But that's okay. I just don't like the song. But sure. my grandmother played it in her fucking car on repeat multiple times. And now when I hear that song play on the radio, I just want to fucking bash my head I, into I the wall. I get it. I get it. Uh, Your grandma fucking rules, dude. That's so <laughs> my cool, grandmother lo- she also loved the Backstreet Boys too. What? <laughs> yeah, my grandma was awesome. So there was basically, I had it on repeat and she would just get really mad at me. So sometimes she would like run into A and G barbecue and like smoke a cigarette and then take me to middle school. Um, and so I just sit in the car, listen to music. So I just be sitting there listening to sweet home Alabama. So one day after I hit the button that makes it not repeat, um, I was just like a very, um, I listened to like my authority figures. Like I, you know, I wouldn't have hit it, but one day I did and it went into the song swamp music. And I was like, Oh, this band's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she skipped past the walk, I need you do, 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 You do the walk of life. <laughs> that, yeah. that reminds me, I, yeah. I want to talk about doing a Beard of Antlers Doom cover of I Need You. Oh, yes, please. How uh, fucking rad would that be? It's so mean, slow the, and heavy as hell. Oh my Wait, God, yeah. Do you, you mean the... Um, the, no, the he the, meads the Leonard Skinner song, I Need You. No, not the Lady Antebellum song? Oh, we could do that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Lady A now, Ryan. It's 2021. Is that that court case still going? Probably. Fuck that band. Was that a legal legal matter? Yes. Did it out of courteousness or whatever? No, it's still like a thing. They're still kind of like fighting her on it. They're suing the black uh, soul and R&B singer that's been using Lady A as her name for like 30 years, I think. Really? Yes. Yeah, they're trying. They're, They're... Yes, a, like they're they're fucking assholes in this situation. What a, what a bunch of babies! They yeah, should have honestly, honestly, they could have just kept their name as Lady Antebellum because the people that like Lady Antebellum do not give a shit. Yeah, right. about yes, that exactly. Um, so it's like it's a good they, example of them doing it to make themselves feel better. But then <laughs> they made, I they made themselves that, more yeah. villains. I thought yeah. you're going to say that the people who usually listen to Lady Antebellum don't like black people. Well, but, there's uh, probably a cross. That, I, think I mean, that's literally, that's exactly what Josh was saying. <laughs> oh, exactly. Or they're just like, uh, if they don't feel that way, they're just not kind of 
plugged in in any sort of way where they would realize even what the word antebellum They're just not means. keeping track. Well, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What they did was change their name because of the summer of protests in 2020 dealing with the black community. And instead, of, they took something that wasn't actually causing material harm no to cared. the black community to the black community mm-hmm. and so they no, did it. Nobody like asked them to, or like protested. No. It, like what, what they did was they made a symbolic gesture and turned it into real harm by suing this woman. Oh uh, yeah. They um, literally did the exact opposite thing that the black community was like, Hey, don't do this shit. And they did it v- yeah. v- to, to make themselves feel better. It's, yeah, it's to incredible. a black artist. Yes. A, to yeah. a, that's what I'm saying. To a black yeah. artist. And yep. as funny as I want to feel like that is, it's just kind of sad and stupid. Oh, it's it's fucking awful. Yeah, it's yeah. it's horrible. this week i wanted to know uh have y'all ever ridden a horse before i I never have once and i've always Mm. wanted to josh i I have and i hate horses (laughs) 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 oh ryan what about you nope uh honestly too heavy to get on them to, well, okay, so that kind of leads in uh, to what I've been Googling this week. Am I too fat to ride a horse? <laughs> that's that's no lie. I've been reading articles because Tammy uh, texted me. She's like, how much do you weigh at work? And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know the exact number. Did you, so, did you say, like, that's very rude to ask? Yeah, well, shame I was like, like I, I thought about going, and, and then I... I had to take a second and realize why she was asking, which is uh, we're going to Yellowstone at the beginning of August, and she wanted to book like a horse ride. <laughs> so she wanted to know how much I weighed because there are weight limits on uh, on at these these ranches for their horses. So uh, yeah, I didn't know if if y'all had ever been on one. I've Did, I've I gone think on you told horse me, rides but I forgot. before. Did you make the cut? Yeah. Uh, so no, as of right now, no, I do not make the cut. <laughs> Dude, are you gonna have to like work out with like the sauna going on to like get under horse weight? That's what I, I've been horse at. The, <laughs> <laughs> I've been at the gym for an hour and a half this morning. Yes, I am. I am a hundred percent, which I'm already down like seven or eight pounds. Are you seriously nice. doing it for a horse ride? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's a great reason. I don't know. That sounds awesome. I'm not to trying me. to break a. <laughs> <laughs> this is really the will that broke the horse's back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get it. Yeah. God damn it! Oh, like, fuck. like I, I, uh, for for a while, you know, like once the pandemic was over and I got vaccinated and stuff, I was going to the gym like pretty regularly, but just like mm. on my lunch break. 
but I am like going, uh, I'm like going overtime to the gym right now, <laughs> and uh, and and really like uh, fasting a lot and stuff to get that, down that, underweight because I, I don't want cool to have a clear goal and like have something you're working towards. Yeah, totally. Like I, I completely exactly, yeah, that. no, no, no. I, I, uh, I, I'm not ashamed by it or anything like that. I just it think it's the though, funniest fucking reason you can possibly have because we're taking a family vacation and I don't want to be put on a scale at the <laughs> ranch like. <laughs> <laughs> and be told, you know, have like an alarm go now off you or something. will shit. want to be on the scale. Be like, eh, I did, yeah. y'all. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I would, without joking, I would say it just kind of the preamble of like, you know, like all bodies are beautiful. Like there's no size limit. But when yes. you, when there's a number that you can't be over this to ride a horse, <laughs> that's such an unfortunate thing. Cause it's like, without that, I'd be like, you know, sometimes, you know, people look great at different sizes, but. That's not a, what a fucking horse tells you, you know. What, <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Just like, what is what is the worst way to tell someone they're overweight? Like, is it you cannot ride a horse? <laughs> well, doing it doing it at all is the worst way. Yeah, it's, it's no I know, way. but as far as the meanest, as far as the meanest way to to tell somebody like to call Your someone mama fat, so fat she can't ride a horse. <laughs> God damn. Well, I hope you oh. are able to ride a horse. But I, I, I do too. I think you're beautiful the way you are. Well, <laughs> even if you Josh. can't ride a horse. Thanks. Oh man. Yeah. I uh like I said, I'm already down like seven or eight pounds well, as of right did now. Did you consider so. the idea that you could probably save a horse? <laughs> and ride a cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. What's the weight limit on cowboys? Uh, <laughs> I don't think there is one. Honestly, damn so, right. So that yeah. was something that um, I used to hear pretty consistently back. Going back to a previous topic for a second, in my early teens, um, whenever I would get a ride somewhere, and I love, I love you to death, Dad. But we'd listen to either that song or the Los Lonely Boys, like "How Far Is Heaven" song, whatever it was. And I heard that so many fucking times that I could never hear either of those songs again. Man, you really murdered my horse topic. I know. Yeah. You just, you well, eventually, well, eventually you got to put a horse down. Okay. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Wow. All right. Anybody have any other topics this week? We're going to save, by the way, patrons, we're going to save some of the topics that you uh, list on our post uh, for, for future episodes so we don't run out. All right, Ryan, you got another topic for us? So have you ever met any infamous types of online trolls in real life? Uh, this was basically spurred by uh, yesterday. Actually, it was Thursday. Um, in about 20 minutes after my store opened, and we'd already had about two or three people in a row who were going, I guess you could say, into um, bonkers territory. And then the third person who came in went on about a 20-minute spiel about an assortment of topics that also included the the infamous the vaccine is altering your DNA argument. <laughs> okay. All and right. I, I kept thinking, I was like, I know I hear about people going off about this, but I've never seen anybody in real life actually start talking about it. And I all I could do is just kind of stand there awkwardly as she's talking to like my manager who is sort of jumping in and talking more about this. And that's I just, not an internet troll. That's somebody who really authentically probably believes that garbage. Yeah. Thing. 
Are they like an online personality outside of this and you picked up on it? Like I would you saw be, Mike I, Trinovich on at your store? Or <laughs> uh, <laughs> did Steven Crowder try and use the women's bathroom at your uh, your place? I, of I work? guess what uh, you're I guess what you're saying then is like really that things that you've only seen online that almost you're like you're like this can't exist in real life and you saw it in real life. Like a local news article comment section come to life. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, including an argument where she was talking about, you know, people being shocked. She says, you know, my, I grew up, my grandma was talking about how shocking Elvis Presley was. I don't know what she would say about Cardi B right now. <laughs> that way, that's, that's something she actually said. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, one thing I got hung up on is that you said bonkers. And what I was thinking, uh, don't, you when fucking, we say, don't you fucking say when it. we say, say all cops are bastards. Are we referring to bonkers, too? Because bonkers was a police officer. All cops are bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, bon- Oh, the comic strip. Bonkers. The cartoon. OK. Yeah. OK. Oh, was he like a cat or something? Yeah. He was like some. So yeah, but he was, he a, was cop. a cop. A cop cat. He so, was like a a tigger, like he had like a lot of bouncy energy to him. Yeah, yeah. So at work, uh, the someone I work with got vaccinated, um, and then this other lady was like, "Oh, did you try the magnet thing?" <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck, god oh, damn. God. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "This is really happening." In real and life. they're dead ass serious. Yeah, and then the lady, the lady tried it just kind of because the other lady was in front. Of, <laughs> oh, of course, she was she like, did. "I mean, I'll fucking." I mean, if someone asked me to do it, I'd be like, "I want, I want to prove them wrong." So, right, right, right. You know, uh, but it's like it wasn't like you know. I I feel like the inclination in my head is like is like you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it, you fucking idiot." But like, but like <laughs> yeah, she that's, did it nicely, you know, and you'd probably right. do it kind of nicely, or I would, um, you know, but. What did she? Okay, all right, all right, break this down for us. What object did she use to to prove or disprove the magnet theory when it, with the vaccine? I think it was just like a refrigerator magnet. <laughs> <laughs> At least she used. See what's Something so that amazing? Was actually, magnetic. Well, that's what I was going to say. That viral <laughs> clip of the woman at the town council meeting used a key. Which is not magnetic <laughs> at all, yeah. and stuck it to her chest. And the funny thing is, is she kind of like leans back a yeah, little bit, right, like yeah. like to to kind of balance it. And also, like humans are just weird, sticky ass fucking creatures. Right. So like that's that's why you can hang a spoon on your right. nose. You a know, like the baby powder will cure that right up. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. And then she like tried to put it on her neck, and of and course, like work. that's no, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it's it's just the man. It's so fucking so fucking weird as far as like i was thinking about this kind of a a tangential topic but just like real life internet tough guys the kind of guys which then it dawned on me that josh you were kind of this i was about to say are you talking about the internet (laughs) tough guys that threaten to fight somebody's wife well well, not not just threaten to fight but like give you their home address (laughs) which is which is incredible the uh the fight me in in real life guys well my thought on it was that Around last year, when you see those type of people, because that's the right. energy they were putting out, yeah. is that why on the left, we should, I feel like sometimes we should meet them with the energy that they're putting out. Oh, yeah, I agree. Because, with that. like, I think, like, I hate, I mean, I get the whole, like, be, be better kind of thing. I get the high road thing and, like, if you're at fucking work or something. But, like, if you hear someone just spouting nonsense, it's like, like, I want to give it back to them. 
Right. You know, like, right. and that—that's what the energy was that I was trying to put back. So yes, it ended up where I gave. So them. what you're saying is they started it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, Josh, I know what you're saying because I think the difference there is that I'm not going to offer to fight somebody over something as stupid as what most people discuss on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. But when they already take the leap of like, oh, I, I'd whoop your ass if I saw you in person, then meeting that energy with your own, like, come on, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like let's, you know, that type of thing of like, there's this weird trope of, uh, of conservatives online basically uh, like acting like, leftists or people that have more progressive views don't own guns or something. Mm-hmm. And it, that's always a funny you thing think I to sold me. them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's that, it, it's that same line by Dre. Uh, <laughs> like the, the particularly in the South conservative dickheads think that they are the only ones capable of, of uh, protecting themselves. You know what I mean? So when, when you can, when you can meet them back with their own bullshit, I think you absolutely should. To be fair, though, I have never shot a gun, so I am the stereotype, <laughs> I, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> never have. <laughs> yeah. So okay, all right. So we're we're uh, our batting average is pretty bad here. Yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, we're we're sitting below the Mendoza line, I think. Uh, Mendoza. Uh, maybe we're above the Mendoza line. I don't know. That's a baseball joke. Never mind. Nobody's going to get that here. All yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of joke. Anybody else on uh, have anything on internet, tough guys? This has been, uh, this is kind of a different situation, but if you maybe potentially say something slightly negative about a uh, professional wrestler and then their Stan army comes after you and says, I'll beat the shit out of you for fucking talking <laughs> trash. About this person I don't know. That's such a weird... <laughs> this person I don't know who's playing a character that isn't necessarily yeah. real. Well, well, recently, um, somebody who's a pretty popular performer on there uh, was, I don't want to say, I guess, outed by uh, a couple of people for liking a ton of anti-vax shit on their Facebook page. And the problem is it wasn't like a personal page. It was like their professional page. Like they were liking and sharing a bunch of like really kooky like you know, and insane and mysterious. <laughs> Altogether, Uki. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, but and uh, full of Dookie. Yeah, and the, the people who reported about it were like they were threatened by so many people that like they actually had to start kind of like putting like asterisks in part of their name so they couldn't say the full title without getting people saying like I'll beat the fuck out of you, don't t- attack our queen or blah blah blah. And there's like, dude, like you don't know this lady. You don't know, like, she probably... Like, they're a bunch of worker ants or something. Yeah, and I was like, I'm sorry, but, you know, the Queen Bee's not looking out for you guys in this case. Beyonce? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so that's a very common thing when you don't want the heat of some overzealous fan base to come after you or, like, flood your mentions on Twitter. You just use an asterisk so it's harder to search for the mm-hmm. topic because that's what these people do. And that's always an extra, extra bizarre level to internet... Uh, shit talking is when you're threatening to fight somebody on behalf of like somebody famous that you don't know. That's fucking weird, man. That's I, so strange. Should I say the name of who it is or do you think? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sasha Banks. 
Um, and she's, uh, she's like one of the most prominent women there. Um, she's Snoop Dogg's cousin. Um, <laughs> and she's on the, she was on the Mandalorian second season. She was one of the, uh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so we're, we're like, were these people pissed because folks were like, were they racistly shit talking her? Were they like, was it, no, I it, guess it was, it was a simple, the people who outed her as being in all this like anti-vax conspiracy theory shit, they were just saying like, hey, this is some crap. This is kind of crappy that you like all this stuff. This is kind of. Gar- they were basically saying, hey, like, this is kind of crappy that you like all this stuff. Right, right, right. And they had it was nothing to do with her gender, with her color or skin. OK. It was just saying that, like, you are in a in a billion dollar company. Uh, you have like several million followers, including a lot of kids. Spreading misinformation, like yeah. dangerous ass yeah. misinformation. Yeah, and it was just, and of course, then all of her stands, you know, which I fucking right. hate that term, um, come to her defense and say, "What does it fucking matter to you?" Okay, wow. okay, I see what you said. It's like no. matter to you, fuck you. You talking shit about her? You want her fucking career ruined? And and they were like, "No, we the the the, the super anti cancel culture crowd." Yeah. Uh, that that is obsessed with any any criticism these days of anybody, no matter how heinous the action is, is cancel culture. I, I want, I want. It's it's so silly. Yeah, I feel like if I could actually like, if you could actually have a conversation with any of those kind of very anti cancel culture people, it's like, can you play the scenario forward and tell me what you want to happen? Like, just let's play it out like it's happening. And let's put it into different scenarios. And I, are you saying like never criticize somebody? Is that what they are saying? Like I those don't know folks, if I understand. Those are the same folks that think that someone's uh, basically that that freedom of speech and freedom from consequence are the exact same things. Those types of people do not understand the basically what the the first amendment or what freedom of speech was actually supposed to entail they think it just means saying the wildest shit you could imagine and and not having to uh to pay any sort of a penalty Josh, you want to take us out on uh, Steven Tyler's Does the Noise in My Head Bother You? Um, after last week's episode <laughs> and the reading that I had to do, I'm not exactly sure that I want to, but for sake of... Uh, <laughs> Continuity? Yeah, then we will, but... <clears throat> okay. We're on page 29 of this godforsaken book. One night at the Sue Nippy Lounge, my childhood ended. I went from sitting with Daddy in the bar, having a Coke and eating peanuts, headlong into the evil world of dope. I met some of the staff, the busboys who lived down in the bungalows. Went out there and somebody twisted up a joint. Now back then, we're talking 1961. A joint was thin. They were tiny. Pot was so illegal, I didn't want to know about it. Another night, I went into town to see a band at the barn, and one of the guys rolled a joint in the bathroom. He goes, hey, you want to smoke this? Nope, I said. I don't need that. I got enough problems. 
Plus, I'd seen Reefer Madness, so I passed it up. But then I got curious. I don't know if it was the smell or the romance, but eventually everything that I did was illegal, immoral, or fattening. Shortly thereafter, I started growing pot. Hiding it from the family, which, that's such a leap. Um, as if they know, ever knew what it was. I thought if I put it right there in the field, knowing my luck, someone would probably mow it down. So I went up to the power lines and planted some seeds, thinking that maybe that was far enough away. I figured I could just go up there and water the plants whenever necessary. But first off, I took a fish, a perch that I caught in the lake, chopped it up in the little pieces, and put it on the stone wall so that the summer heat would ferment it. After two weeks, flies are buzzing around it. It's rotten, just stinky. I mulched it up. With dirt, put it in the ground, took my pot seed, and went up and watered it every day. Two months later, I have a freakish bonsai of a pot plant. It's had plenty of fertilizer, but for some reason it wasn't growing. The stems were hard like wood. What's wrong, I wondered. Maybe it was because New Hampshire's cold at night. That's it. Wrong. Turns out they sprayed DDT or some pesticide under the power lines that stunted the plant's growth. Hey, motherfuckers, I was pulling leaves off and smoking it and getting high anyway but the plant only had seven leaves on it still i loved getting high and being in the woods i would trip and go to the mountains and streams with debbie benson she was my dream fuck when i was 15 what <laughs> i'd get high smoking pot with this my friends so in much my worse cabin we'd lock the door and even though i knew how to hide my pot smoking from my mom i'd say mom you're drinking why don't you smoke pot instead I twist one up and say, Ma, see what it smells like? She never said put that out, mainly because my mom loved her five o'clock cocktail or the contact high. All right. So we're getting into the early stages of drug use. Yeah. Well, it might start getting interesting now. Yeah, seriously. We've uh we've gotten this far. It's it's one of those situations where like we're so we're twenty four episodes deep into this book so like i feel like if we gave up now we would like each week i'm like okay it's about to get interesting it's about to get interesting (laughs) right and i don't want to i don't want to uh lose all the invested time we have in it so (laughs) yeah we've sunk a lot of sweet home alabama's into this yes (laughs) uh real quick i just want to give a shout out uh schweitz signed up for the patreon this week um, and I don't know if I gave Brandon Beaver signed up for it. Thank you, Schweitz and Brandon and, uh, John Armkey increased his amount. Uh, Sick. so we're going to, uh, delve into more topics next week and get to those from some of our patrons that were suggested. So thank you everybody once again. And also, uh, I just got a UPS notification that pins are in the mail, um, and I've got stickers and pins going out to everybody that's signed up. So I will get your mailing address and send those out to you in the next couple of weeks. So also a quick uh, shout out to Schweitz for um, suggesting a tier list that I work on for TV themed songs. And uh, we didn't get a chance to discuss that, but if you really want to see my awful ranking, you can just go to my Twitter account and debate it there. Okay. Well, maybe we'll talk about it next week or something. 
Yeah. All I'll say is that I've been getting uh, numerous people saying they're disappointed in me for putting the Arthur theme song solo on the list. Which I don't even know. I don't even know the Arthur. You theme you song. do know because it's it's not like a theme song for Arthur. It's just that. Uh, um, what a wonderful kind of way. You know that song. I don't know it's what like the a fuck you're doing. it's like a reggae song. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Mm-hmm. I, oh. Literally, the only thing I know about Arthur is the fist yeah, meme. That, that's what I'm like, saying. The it's not. Fist. It's not an Arthur theme song. It's just a song. Oh, like it's a real oh. song from real life that, that they put on there. Oh, weird. Okay, well now I got to go listen to the Arthur soundtrack. <laughs> You'll recognize it, I promise. Awesome. With, awesome. with Dudley Moore. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ding. Ding. Darkness, my old friend. I've come to meet with you again. Oh, it's Sounds of silence. Uh, 